0: this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So man, tune in, listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. You look marvelous. You look marvelous today, man. God is a good God. Well, last night I was sitting at the Ahab having coffee and I had my phone off and finally I looked at my phone and two of my best friends and my wife and Pastor Mark was trying to get a hold of me. And I saw all these red missed calls. I was like, what in the world could have happened? So Pastor Mark, I finally get a hold of him and he says, I hurt myself. <laughs> and I was like, really? What happened? I was playing basketball. I said, dude, you're not 15 anymore. And he said, can you preach? I said, well, we'll see what we can do. Amen? And so that's why I'm here today, and he's not. So for those of you that are looking today and watching online, uh, Pastor Mark is recovering from a basketball tournament. (laughs) I remember walking out of a gymnasium playing against the um, inmates in uh, Lexington, Oklahoma in 2007. And I walked out of that gymnasium after, being, after playing ball all day trying to get to the championship. And when I walked out of that gymnasium, my body said, either you get in shape or you quit. <laughs> so that was my last trophy in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So today I, I want to talk to us about something that I believe the body of Christ may be overlooking. Now, the world is a bunch of offended people in the world. Am I right about it? Democrats, Republicans, black, white, whoever you are, you're going to have a chance to become offended. But I want to speak to the body of Christ today, and we're going to bring you up to Luke chapter 17. And before we go there, I believe that Jesus knew that the time was near when he would have to show the world how to respond to an offense, There's two things you can do to an offense. You can respond to it, and you can react to it. And we know that when Jesus was on the cross, he responded. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Now, he could have reacted. And he was telling the disciples, I believe, that he was getting them ready in Luke chapter 17, because when you are a Christian or a leader... Don't think that just because you came to Jesus, you're never going to be offended. Are y'all still here? You're going to have an opportunity to be offended. And so I believe Jesus was getting them ready to go into ministry and letting them know that there were things that that were coming ahead that could offend them and knock them off of their destiny. If you are offended today, you are out of the will of God. You're not sleeping good, you're not eating good, and you're not thinking right if you're offended. And so if Peter had to listen to this in the Garden of Gethsemane when they came to take Jesus and Peter, being the big Christian that he is, he didn't ask any questions. He pulled out his sword and cut off the right ear. I don't know why he got the right one and not the left one, but he cut off the man's right ear. And we as Christians got to be careful because we're still cutters. We'll cut somebody in a minute. And if you look on Facebook, that's where all the cutters are. They just cut and cut up on Facebook with that big King James Bible under their seat in the car. I mean, there's no, we can't just quote scripture. We got to live it. And so Peter, if he would have listened to this, he he wouldn't have cut the soldier's ear off because Jesus said, listen, put that away. He said, Peter, I got this. Put your sword away. If you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. And what he was saying to Peter, don't think that I couldn't call legions of angels to handle this offense that's coming my way. But this has to be done. And so in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble, they're bound to come. In other words, it is inevitable that offenses are going to come our way. Can I get an amen? Amen. Somebody is going to offend you somewhere. Some of us in this building, you are offended right now, but I'm going to help you. It says, but woe to anyone through whom they come. And it says, "If if it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Now listen, we are the body of Christ. We are the light of the world. And the salt of the earth. And so we cannot go around causing people around us to stumble. And sometimes you got to be wrong, although you're right, in order for things to to be good. Sometimes you don't always have to be right. And my wife has found this out many times. (laughs) I just let her do what she got to do. And at the end of the day, when she comes with a half-hearted repentance, I accept it. amen? (laughs) I'm trying to help somebody. (laughs) Verse three says, so watch yourselves. That that means you. He "Watch, watch you. Don't watch what I do. He says, watch yourselves. If your brother or your sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Verse four says, even if they sin against you, how many times? Seven times in one day, and seven times they come back to you saying, I repent, you must do what? Repent. Now, how many of us know that's a hard task? Yeah. And so listen to verse five. I got some humor out of this. The apostle said to the Lord, they said to the Lord, they said, Well, you need to increase my faith if I got to do all that. <laughs> if somebody could come and curse me out and do me wrong and I got to, to, to forgive them, can you at least increase my faith? <laughs> Help a brother get through this, amen? <laughs> and so he was preparing them for ministry is what he was doing. And so let's talk about the three types of offenses that I know about. One is an imaginary offense. That means that you have conjured up something in your own little mind about someone. Well, she doesn't like me or he did this or he did that. The fact is, they're not even thinking about you, and they told me to tell you. <laughs> they're not even thinking about you, but you have conjured up some thought in your mind. It's an imaginary offense. And it is something that you have come up with, and that it is lacking in any kind of reality. There's nothing there. You made it up. And then the next type of an offense is an accidental, happening without intent. And there are so many people that are so easily offended. I'm talking about in the body of Christ. Some people just come to church looking to be offend me. (laughs) Really? You are a child of the Most High God. Greater is he that is in you than anything else that's happening around you. You are the head and not the tail. blessed coming and going. And so I'm kind of like Obama when someone offends me. I just brush it off and say, what you think about me ain't none of my business. Amen. Amen. Now, it hurts. You know, when they hung Jesus on that cross and beat him unmercifully, it hurt. But he simply responded opposed to reacting to it. And the next offense is intentional. It is done by design. You ever been on the freeway? Someone tells you that you're number one in their lives. That's intentional. And so you don't speed up. You back off by 10 miles per hour. You don't try and catch up with them. It's called road rage if you do that. There was a lady that got angry with me on the freeway, and I mean she was letting me have it. it had the biggest King James Bible on, your, on her dash I ever seen, huge. <laughs> Big King James Bible. And she was letting me have it. I rolled my, my, I rolled my window down, I said, Lady, just read the Bible. It's on your dash. <laughs> Man. And then she was letting me have it. But after that, she thought about it. She said, I should be the light of the world. Come on, somebody. I was just witnessing to her. I wasn't trying to make her even more madder, you know. And so, however, the offense, what Jesus is saying to us as a body today, it doesn't matter how the offense comes, whether it's imaginary, accidental, intentional. Give somebody a high five and say, don't take it. Don't take it. It doesn't matter how it comes your way, man. Because when you take it, we become revengeful. And that means that you are determined to get even. And have you ever heard someone say, I'm going to get even if that's the last thing I do? And so my assignment today is offended people are dangerous. And we are. Once you become offended, you become dangerous. In Proverbs 18 and 19, he may not have gotten this verse, but it simply says, A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. What are contentions? Disputes, arguments, quarrels, altercations, disagreements. Anybody been there? And so as a coach of the high school girls basketball team, try doing that without Jesus. (laughs) High school girls basketball. There were days when they came in that gym and they just loved me. And other days when they came in, they couldn't stand me. And I went home, and I told my wife, I'd say, I don't know what's going on. And she whispered something in my ear, and I went, oh, I got it. <laughs> I understand now. And so my assignment this morning is offended people are dangerous. And we're going to go to Mark chapter 6, and I want to show you a woman that became offended with the Word of God. And so sometimes in church, we don't preach to offend you. We preach to help you. Amen. And some of you will say, well, I didn't like what he said. Come back tomorrow. (laughs) We'll get you next Sunday. Amen? Well, I just didn't get fed. Get a bigger spoon, honey. Oh, y'all still here? Let's go on an adventure with a woman who took an offense. In Mark chapter 6, verse 18, it says, For John had been saying to her, it, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. He's trying to help the man. And so... Herodias, she did what to that? What did she do? She nursed it. What does a nurse do? She keep things alive. And that's what some of us have done with our offense. You're just going to blow it and pet it and love it until you don't want that offense to die in your life. You don't want that old offense to die. So you nurse it. So it'll stay alive. So your life can be miserable. And every day you get up, the devil say to you, I see you're up. Are you ready to go? Yes. How do you want your offense? Supersize mine today. I'm going to share mine with Betty. And I'm going to share mine with Harold today. And someone's going to listen to my owie. Y'all ain't going to help a brother up in here. I think you're thinking right now. I got to turn. I got to call my mama. I got to call my brother. I've got I to gotta write somebody and say I'm wrong. And so she nurses the grudge against John, and she wanted to do what? She wanted to kill him. That's bad when you want to kill someone. She was so offended she wanted to kill him, but she was not able to because her feared John protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and a holy man. When her heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. People love to hear preachers, but you're always mad at us about something. just the way it goes. Verse 21, finally the opportune time came. Now, how many of us on the sound of my voice saying, yeah, the time is coming. I'm getting even. That's the bottom line. You're going to pay for what you did to me. I am going to get even. Be careful. That might be the last thing you do. And if you're trying to get even with someone, you're offended right now, your life is miserable. You don't even have to tell me. I already know. Been there, done that. I remember getting offended in church one time and I used to sit on the front row. I got offended. I found myself going from the front row to the next row and to the third row. That's as far as my wife went with me. (laughs) And one Sunday morning in the church in Tucumcari, New Mexico, she leaped off of that bench and she said, I can't do you. (laughs) I can't do you. I'm done with you and your offense. Get over it, Buster. Boy, was I offended with that. (laughs) And so I found myself, church, having to crawl up to an altar and say, God, I'm out of order. Forgive me of my sins and taking an offense. And that's how I know how to teach this today. For those of you that are coming into ministry, get ready, get ready, get ready. Someone's going to offend you. For those of you that are married, get ready, get ready. I've been married forever and a day. I've been married so long, I don't know the last day I was single. <laughs> Try doing that without Jesus. <laughs> because you're going to find something to be offended about. It's going to happen. It is inevitable that the offense is going to come. But just don't take it. Right. I don't pray for my wife anymore. I pray for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious about this. I'm trying to help somebody. So finally, the time came. The opportune time came on his birthday, and Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and his military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. I said I was going to put my jacket back on, but I'm going to take it, Aaron. It feels better. For the leading men of Galilee, he was sitting there, and he's throwing this banquet for them. And the leading men of Galilee, verse 22, and when the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod. And his dinner guest, and the king said to the girl, ask me for anything you want, and I'll give it to you. Now, I don't know what kind of dance she did. <laughs> I don't know if it was the butterfly, the margarita. I have no idea. But church, whatever it was, the king said, Woo, what do you want? <laughs> now, you would think up to half of a king's kingdom would be a blessing. Can I get an amen? And... He promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I'll give it to you up to half of the kingdom. And she went out and said to her little offended mother, what shall I ask for? And she said, the head of John the Baptist on the platter. Are you serious right now? Who lost that blessing? Because she was so engulfed by the offense, she could have had half of a king's kingdom. But she chose To have John the Baptist's head because he offended her by saying to her, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. She wanted to kill him. Waited for an opportune time. And when the time came, she went out and asked for the head of John the Baptist. And verse 25, (laughs) verse 24, she went out and said to her her offended mother, what shall I ask for, the head of John the Baptist? She, She answered. And verse 25, not next year, not next week, but at once. The girl ran back to the king with the request, I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was greatly distressed, but because of his oath and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. And so he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. And the man went out and beheaded John in the prison and brought back the head of of John on a platter and presented it to the girl and she gave it to her little offended mother. Now, isn't that amazing that you are so engulfed with, a, with an offense that you can't even see the blessings of God all around you? And that's the way it is in the kingdom of God. We get so engulfed with the pain and with the offense in life that we cannot even see straight. We are spiritually cross-eyed. No point intended right there if you're having some problems today. <laughs> but I, I, I'm telling you, God is saying to us, we have got to drop our offenses. I believe that if, if you are offended right now and you're going through some, some things in your marriage right now and you're offended, you better not go talking to some false prophet. Because when you are offended is when the false prophet comes in and tells you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear. I believe, in a, I believe that a divorce is nothing more than, a, than, a, than an offense, that someone couldn't get straight. Now, in the world, we'll go ahead and accept it because they don't know any better. But every man and woman under the sound of my voice that's been married more than an hour can find a way to be offended. Amen? Amen. Are y'all still here? <laughs> it is so important that we learn how to operate in the spirit and not in the flesh. In Proverbs 16 and 28, it says, a perverse man stirs up strife. Who's speaking into your life? Some perverse guy over at, on your job at the water fountain? How many of them you know that the world cannot solve a kingdom problem? It won't happen. They don't have the answers to it. So why go ask your little worldly friend about something happening in your life? And you know how we are. I'm around women all the time, like 19,000 of them a year, it seems. And women are different than men. You ever seen a bunch of women sitting in a restaurant, and one of them would say, i got to go to the powder room, and the whole table clears? I'm like, wow, I wish I had that kind of power. They'll just follow each other. (laughs) Y'all do that, am I right? Y'all will just say, hey, let's go. So you got to be careful who's speaking into your life. I think I'll just do that. I think I'll just give him a piece of my mind. Don't do it. You need all your mind. <laughs> Keep that. A whisper separates close friends. Proverbs 10 and 12, it's not up there. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers a multitude of sin. In Luke uh, 6 and 45, a good man, out of the good treasures of his heart, he brings out which is good. And the evil man, out of the evil treasures of his heart, brings out which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. In Ephesians four twenty-six it says, be angry and don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, neither give place to the devil. You know, if, if you're angry with your wife, you, you need to not let the sun go down. You can let it almost go down. <laughs> but don't let the sun go down on your raft. Get it straight. That way you're going to have a better life. You're going you're gonna to feel better. In 1 Peter 3 and 8, it says, Finally, be all-minded, be like-minded, compassionate, loving as brothers, tender-hearted, courteous, not rendering evil for evil. Or reveling for reveling, but instead, blessings, knowing that to this, where you're called, that you may inherit a blessing. You see, out of good comes a blessing. Out of evil comes evil. You can't mix the two of them up. You can't run around saying, well, I got even. That's not for the body of Christ. And so some of us, we just hang on to an offense. We can't get it from you. And I'm going to tell a story of a woman who stayed focused in just a moment. But I'm I'm reminded of, I used to raise Rottweilers, and I was out in Tucumcari, New Mexico, and I grabbed my shovel and my Rottweilers and my kids, and we went out on the ditch bank near a little little pool of water, and I was going to throw some dirt in the yard, and I led my Rottweilers off the truck. And Summer at the time was seven, eight years old, my oldest daughter. And she said to the dog, I heard her telling Samson, get him, boy. I had no idea she was putting him on a porcupine. And I hear my little hound hollering down there. I was like, oh, somebody's offended. (laughs) So when I get down there, church, this porcupine has released the offense. All those quills were now in Samson's face. They were all over him. And I raised this dog from a puppy, and, I, and he and I were friends. But when I went to pull the offense, when I went to pull the quill out, he showed me his teeth. And that's the way it is sometimes in the body of Christ when we try to help you. You show us your spiritual teeth like, I don't want to be bothered right now. I'm offended. I'm going to stay this way. Leave me alone. See, it's quiet in here right now, but I came to help somebody. And so since I couldn't get the offense out of him, what did I have to do next? I had to take him to the vet so she could sedate him, and then she could pull him out. And I pray that the spiritual winds of God is blowing through this house today, that he'll sedate you, and that we can get your little offense away from you, and that you will turn your offense loose right now, because until you are spiritually sedated, you're going to hang on to it. Can I get an amen right there? Ooh, T.D. Jakes had to said that. Y'all have been all up on the pole. I'm just a little old shepherd boy. I don't know much. But one thing I do know, if you're offended today, you are in trouble. And it doesn't take us long to get offended. When you're offended, you won't come back to where you're supposed to be. That was a little neighbors across the street. Here a while back, they're like, one of them 89. The other one is 90 years old. Great little couple. I love them. She's a little redhead lady across the street from me. And I say, hey, your hair's on fire. And she'll say, oh, you're just so silly. Now, her and her husband, her and her her guy, they've been, for her, they've been like, and I said, man, when I grow up, I I still want to have that kind of passion. She come to the house here a while back. She was crying. I said, what happened? She said, he left me. I said, oh, my God, he left you. I said, what happened? She said, he said, we were not on the same page. I said, y'all ain't got but one page left. (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean you ain't on the same page? You ain't got but one page left. Can we fix this? <laughs> <laughs> the, offense, the offense lands on everyone, doesn't it? Doesn't matter if you're three or four years old. It, it doesn't matter where it lands. It'll land on all of us. We were watching King Kong here a while back. Jada is eight now at the time. I think she's four years old. And and, and King Kong is, is, is on. And they, this lady is caught up in the net. And this big gorilla runs out of the out of the woods and yanks this woman and growls and takes her out of the net. And at the time, Jada jumps off the couch, she runs down the hallway, looks back at me and she say, Papa, this monkey about to piss me off. And <laughs> church, here's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm just telling you what Makia said. Listen, she did not come back and finish that movie. When you're angry in church, you ain't coming back. When you're offended on your job, you got to go there because you got to get paid. You don't want to be there. When you're offended in, in your marriage, I mean, you need to fix it. Come on, folks. The Bible said, don't. And here's the deal. You can come up here all day long and put money in the offering plate. You can go, "Woo! what a mighty God we serve. You can sing till you turn red in the face. But you know what the Word of God says? He said, leave your, leave your gift at the altar. And go make it right with the one you offended with, and then come and, and, and I'll take your gift. God don't care if you bring a million dollars down here say, no, 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 no. Go get it right, and then I'll receive your gift. And God is not impressed with us doing the right thing the wrong way. Say this with me. Offended people, offended people. Are, dangerous. are dangerous. Don't take it. Just don't take the offense. Just don't take It's hard to do. You can respond to it. You can say, I find that offensive. And then they'll know that you've offended it, but you don't have to go home and lose sleep over it. There are some of us under the sound of my voice. There are some women in here right now. I love speaking to the women because that's, that's what I, I do. I'm just, just thousands of women. They come for help. <laughs> they come for help. I love, and I don't have a problem being around a bunch of women. 'Cause I've been married forever and a day, and I, and, oh, I'm cool. I got my woman. Come on, somebody, give somebody a high five and say, "I don't want your woman. I want my own." <laughs> I don't want your guy. I want my own. Come on, somebody, we can do this. And I feel this way today. Who knows what tomorrow brings? But you have to stay in the spirit and not in the flesh. Amen. And so it, it is amazing how the other day I was walking out of the prison uh, through the prison yard. And I'm going to finish my story in uh, my sermon in Matthew chapter 15, 21 through 28. But I was walking on the yard trying to get people to come to church. And so I see them sitting in these, I call them little piles of failure. They're just sitting on the yard, little piles of failure. And I go, hey, why aren't you at church today? And three women in the crowd says, I'll never come back to that church over there as long as one of those leaders of yours is in that church. I ain't coming back. And so I didn't think much of it. I went on and gathered up some other folks and we went to church. (laughs) But anyway, I was sitting down at Brahms and it hit me. I said, These three women are offenders and they are strongly offended. They're in there for murder, rape, child abuse, kidnapping, drug trafficking. You name it, it's there. And here they are offended with someone in the church, but yet when they go before the parole board, they want the parole board to find forgiveness. Can I get some help in this house? I'm like, are you serious right now? And offended people are dangerous, and sometimes unless the Holy Ghost sedate them, you don't get them. And so I guess the Holy Ghost wasn't working in their life today, so I picked up 10 more and went to church. Amen. And 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 we had one of the biggest, most explosive uh, altar calls that I've ever had in my twenty-something years of prison ministry. Well over one hundred women responded to the altar. Over one hundred women responded to the altar, and, and I was blown away. I didn't. Think, I don't play with the numbers. You know how preachers are. Oh, we're running about three hundred, and they're not. But I don't play with the numbers. And someone said to me, Pastor Jesse, there are over 100 women that came to the altar today. It was a massive call. It was a massive move of God. And so when you over here trying to run down three or four little offended people, move on. They'll get over it. Are you all still here? Let's close this thing today with the faith of a Canaanite woman. In Matthew 15 and 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Ty and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. How many of you know this woman needs some help? She's on a mission. And in verse 23, Jesus did not answer a word. That's a place to get offended, ain't it? Really, Jesus? You ain't gonna say nothing? And it goes on to say, so his disciples came to him and urged her, send her away. There's another place to get offended. You won't talk to me and your homeboys come in and want to send me away. For she keeps crying out after us. Now they called her a crybaby. If that had been some of y'all, y'all would have been already an Amarillo. (laughs) Really, Jesus? I heard you with this and I heard you with that. This woman is on a mission. She keeps crying out after us, and he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Ooh, there's another spot to say, well, holla, I'm out of here. I must have heard things wrong about you, Jesus. I thought you were, you were a helper and a healer and a, and a mind regulator, and then you telling me all of this stuff? No. She's on a mission. And then the woman came, and she knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. I know all this stuff is going on around me, but I need help. I got a lot going on in my life. I'm a, I may be a lot come against me, but I'm on a mission. I'm not going to get offended. Help me, Lord. Somebody say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Say it again. Help me, Lord. This woman stayed on course. And he replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Oh, my God. Some of us have been like, oh, really? Are you insinuating I'm a dog? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? This woman got more places to get offended than on (laughs) I-40. And listen to what she said. Yes, it is, Lord. She said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She said, I ain't moving until I at least get a crumb. I'm staying focused until I get a crumb. I'm getting something. She said, I don't want the whole cake. I just want a crumb. Because I've come to discover that the same ingredient that is in the cake is in the crumb. Can I get an amen today? I just want a crumb. And Jesus was like, "Woo!" Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. You won't find nobody in Oklahoma like, no, that ain't in (laughs) here. He said, "Your, your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that very moment. You see, this woman stayed focused, church. She stayed on key. Where are you today when things upset you? If you take offense, you're going to, someone can come to the key. No, we're going to do something different. But, but, but here's the deal. If you take offense, you're going to lose the blessing. You're going to lose the blessings of God. I remember when I first came here and started working for Bob Howard Toyota as a Toyota technician. I walked in there, and these guys had this great big old tool box with snap-on written all over them. I was like, wow, that is cool. And here I am with my little fish and tackle box full of tools. Come on, somebody. I'm on a mission. Help me now. And I walk in here with my few little tools, and they started laughing at me. But they didn't know I wasn't going to take offense. I was going somewhere. And I began to learn the art, and and then all of a sudden, God blesses me with a snap-on toolbox. Come on, if you stay the course. Come on, somebody. If you stay the course. And I remember my instructor having a heart attack up in his office. And guess what? They didn't send for the guys with the big snap-on toolboxes. They said, where's that little preacher? Get him up here. I need (laughs) to lay hands on a brother. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? Somebody say, stay the course. Come on, you ain't going to get anywhere being offended, amen? It's just not going to work. So let it go. Let it go. In your marriage, let it go, man. I'm telling you, you can do it. In Christ, you can do it. Like like I said, I've been married forever and a day. It's ridiculous. (laughs) But I'm hanging in there, amen? I'm standing in there. I'm fighting off all the wheels that come my way. And you know what you got to do? You got to find some prayer time. If you want to stay in a relationship, if you, want to, if you want to stay the course, you got to get off somewhere and tell God every single thing that you know about yourself. I say, why are you saying that? Because He already knows. Right. Right. Just tell Him what He already knows. I say, well, God, I've been married 100 years and here's what's happening. <laughs> Just tell Him. God and I got a thing going on. He laughs at me like crazy. Now, what I want you guys to do, all of you, I want you to stand up with me. We're going to get you out of here in a good time today. But the points I want to make today is God is saying to the body of Christ, not us, not you, drop the offense. And he's saying to you today that the offended person is going to lose the blessing. You're going to lose your destiny. You're going to lose sleep. I guarantee you, guys and girls, once you drop that offense, you're going to look a whole lot better than you look right now. You're going to look so much prettier and so much handsome. You need to get a smile on your face. Because the last thing your wife needs to see when you walk through that door is someone with a snarl on his face. Couldn't get no help right there, but that's all right. Uh, One woman in here should have said something. Amen? Let's, Let's move on with the business at hand. So if you're under the sound of my voice today and you know you're offended by something... We're going to play a video, but that's not what I want you to do. First of all, how many of us need Jesus? You have backslid. You're a sinner. And you're away from God. If that's you today, you said, man, I want to give my heart to Jesus today. I want you to come quickly. If you said, I'm turning my heart over to God, is that you? I see one hand right there. Anybody else? Say, man, I want to give my heart to God. But well, sir, what we want to do? When you get ready for that, somebody's going to meet you in that corner over there. If you want me to do it, I'll do it. Stretch your hand, toward heaven. I'm going to pray over you. Father, we come right now. As all of us under the sound of your voice, we've all been offended and we all have offended. And so today I'm asking God that the spiritual winds of God will blow through Mosaic Church. And that the winds, Lord God, will blow through here and you will take the offense. They not have to take it from them, but they'll give it to you. That God right now, many of them, their hearts are being changed and their minds are being changed. There are some guys you need to call your girlfriend, ex-girlfriend. There are some of you need to call your mother, your brother, your cousin. Some of you have some friends, and you're not friends anymore. You need to call those people. Right now, God, I pray that the spiritual winds of God come down to Mosaic Church and break the offense off of every last one of us. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. amen. We love you.